Hello, and welcome to Greater Faith. You're listening to Fight for the Victory, a special message from Brother Drew Prendergast. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. First Timothy chapter 6, beginning with verse number 11. First Timothy chapter 6, beginning with verse number 11. Talking with Brother Jerry here this morning. The word has been absolutely confirmed. The songs, the word has been confirmed. I feel it in the spirit where what is what is happening right now in this church. And we are going to stand in agreement and we're going to stand in alignment knowing that there is victory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I about fell over talking with Brother Jerry and said, Brother, we are in the Holy Ghost this morning. Praise God. And then Brother Ben in the back said a word in the back. And there was such a confirmation of that word. I'm telling you, we're flowing in the Holy Ghost this morning. First Timothy chapter 6, beginning with verse number 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Watch this. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called and thou hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. And for just a few moments this morning, I'd like to preach to you on fight for the victory. Fight for the victory. We're talking about fighting this morning. How many of you know that that there is a fight in walking with God? There's a fight. Do I got any fighters out there? Some of you. Now, I'm not talking about fighting like out in the world. And some of you back in the day, I'm sure you probably used to take care of some business. But there is fighting in the spirit. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to fight the good fight. We're going to hang on to this thing. We're so blessed. Would you lift your hands and would you talk to the Lord out of your heart? Come on, just talk to the Lord out of sincerity of heart. Father, we thank you. We love you. We bless you. God, I thank you for the confirmation of your word here this morning. I thank you for what you're going to do and how you're going to speak to us. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I bind any hindrance and any distraction. I command it to be cast into the sea. I loose your power, love, and a sound mind in the name of Jesus. Loose your unity in this place, Lord God. Let the flow of the Holy Ghost take precedent, Lord Jesus. God, in every heart and every mind, I pull down every carnal thought, every carnal motive and agenda and I command it to be brought into the obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ God let our minds be pure and fixated on you today gird up our loins Lord Jesus we thank you for your word we thank you for this church we love you we bless you in Jesus name would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning come on if you're really thankful to be saved sanctified redeemed set free come on is anybody thankful Thank you, brother. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated this morning. The Christian life, oftentimes throughout Scripture, you'll see it is likened to or compared to warfare. 
And it's the duty of a Christian many times, as the duty of a Christian, many times you will read comparisons in scriptures that we are likened to soldiers. I'm a soldier in God's army. Have you ever heard that song? But And we're marching towards the victory. We are all soldiers in this army. Whether you are male or female, whether you are white, black, yellow, it does not matter. Whether we like it or not, the moment we are born, we are entered into this realm called life. Now we are all living in what we call the world. The Bible oftentimes calls this realm, and we know it as the world. And within this realm here on earth, we find ourselves many times in what we call the warfare of life. And as a matter of fact, just by very reason of some of you stumbling across this church, I'm sure it was a result of warfare that brought you here to this church. Some of you may have stumbled in here broken. Some of you may have stumbled in here as a result of circumstances, of the issues of life. How many of you know that life has issues? How many of you know there are storms and there are trials and there are tests? Hey, you know what? Maybe for some of you this morning, it was a battle just even getting here to the church this morning. And all the husbands and wives said, amen. Come on, somebody. There are times when it's, it's warfare to even get to the house of the Lord. Sometimes it's a fight. Sometimes it's a battle. Sometimes it's a struggle. I know I came into the church broken down at the lowest you could go. Why? Because the world and the things of the world had broken me down so much. It was the warfare of life, except I wasn't in the church. And not being in the church and being in the world, I'm telling you, this world will chew you up and spit you out. There is a God of this world, a little G-O-D. I'm not talking about God Almighty. I'm talking about Satan. When Adam sinned in the garden, he handed over the authority to Satan. That's why the Bible says we are not to love this world nor the things of this world. Because if we love this world, the love of the Father is not in us. You say, Brother Drew, that does seems a little bit hopeless. You're saying that God isn't the ruler of this world. What I'm saying is that Adam handed over the keys to Satan. The Bible says that he is the God of this world, little G-O-D. And that's why you see all the sicknesses. And that's why you see all the diseases. And that's why you see divorces. And that's why you see pain. And that's why you see murder. And that's why you see violence. Because there is an adversary that's after our soul. And there is fallen flesh. And there is fallen humanity in our nature. We struggle. We battle through the issues and the warfare of life. But how many of you know God looked down and he said the first Adam did not get it right but I'm going to become the second Adam God manifested in the flesh his name is Jesus that's why he died on the cross for our sins he was buried and he rose again and he went down and he 
He said, devil, you better hand over those keys. I'm taking the authority back. So even though now we live in the world, we have authority and power and victory through and by the name of Jesus. The moment I went down in that water, God filled me with his spirit. I now can walk in authority and victory. Come on, somebody. We are a victorious people. We are a warring people. We are a fighting. But it's still a fight. And it's still a struggle. Because, yes, I have the authority and the victory. But the Bible says that the rain, it falls on the just and the unjust. So even though I'm no longer a part of this world anymore I'm still living in this world and there still is a fight there still is an adversary that is after your souls I don't care who you are I don't care what your background is what your pedigree is where you come from whether it's low class high class middle class yellow black white it does not matter we are living in this world and as long as we are living in this world there are going to be troubles there's going to be trials there's going to be tribulations I wish I could always preach happy but I've got to preach truth because what will happen is you will have a false perception of what Christianity really is and then when things don't start going your way the way you wanted them to go it becomes discouraging and you give up on God and you walk away from the church and I watch people get on spiritual highs and spiritual mountains and the moment they hit the valley well they quit they give up they fall away they did not have root but we've got to have root in us we've got to allow the word to take root I've come to tell you that the trials is not an issue, that God hates you, that God's forsaken you, that God's abandoned you. John 16, 33, Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation. But watch this. But be of good cheer, O man and woman of God, for I have overcome this world. You're an overcomer by the name of Jesus. You're an overcomer by the Holy Ghost that is within Come on, you, you've got to have some type of fight within you that says, no matter what I'm going through, I'm still an overcomer. No matter what I'm facing, I'm still an overcomer. No matter what I'm going through, I'm still an overcomer. Why? Because I've got the name on my life. I've got the spirit inside of me. And I'm connected to the body of Christ. We've got to fight, church. We've got to war, church, because life is a warfare. And if you don't see it as so, you will never see the importance of fighting towards the victory. God will fight our battles for us. But like Brother Jerry said, there are still things that we've got to do in our part. The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. Come on, if some of you, if this was a physical battle, you'd take care of it. Some of you would just get out the safe. Some of you are probably some sharpshooters. I got some country folk around here that know how to use guns. I know it. If some of you could just get out the gun, it would be all right. If some of you could and just, just, just kill the devil that way. 
But, but this adversary that we're dealing with is not a physical adversary. It's a spiritual adversary. And you cannot use physical weapons to kill a spiritual enemy. That's why these weapons that we have, they are not carnal. They are not physical. They're spiritual. You know what we were doing when we were worshiping? We were fighting the good fight of faith. When you clap your hands, you're fighting. When you give God praise, you're fighting. You're roaring. Hey, God, I may not feel it, but I'm going to fight today. Hallelujah, Jesus. I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you praise. When I don't feel like praying, that's when I need to pray all the more. Jesus said, when you pray, when you fast, when you give, praying, fasting, giving, all of those things are a part of our relationship with God, and they break the back of the enemy in our lives. I'm telling you, we tap into these things. They're spiritual weapons that fight against. There are some times, my wife can attest to this, that I just have a praise back in our home. Baby, my mind's fighting me right now. There's some things going on. Hold on. I got to take a time out. I got to thank, thank you, Jesus. God, I give you glory. God, I give you honor. Come on, somebody. These are the weapons that you can tap into. Come on. When you're driving to work and all you're thinking about is doom and gloom and negativity. And you're sitting there with your mouth closed. And the enemy's just working your mind over thought after thought after thought. He's working your mind over against the church. He's working your mind over against your pastor. He's working your mind over against saints. He's, and you're just dwelling. And you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to get a root in you. He's trying to allow it to cause a root. And he's trying to allow bitterness to creep in because he's trying to destroy you. But the Bible says, I will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon. We've got to learn how to take our thoughts and bring them into subjection of the Lord Jesus. I'm not going there. I'm not dwelling on offense. I'm not dwelling on negativity. I I'm not just going to sit there with my mouth shut. I'm going to say in my car by myself, hallelujah, Jesus, today is a good day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I, I rebuke those thoughts. I want to think on your God. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. God, thank you for your name. God, come on. These are the weapons that we use. Sometimes you've got to have a praise break. Sometimes you've got to take time out and say, God, I'm fighting for the victory. I'm not going to stand back any longer and get beat up by the devil. Why am I saying this? Because I know you've had some revival. You've went through a season of revival. People getting the Holy Ghost. People getting baptized. And I'm telling you that's awesome. But every church goes through seasons. And you have got the attention of the enemy. And the enemy is after your soul. 
But I've come here this morning with a word from the Lord to tell you that you have the authority, you have the weapons, you have the power to be victorious in and through the fight. But we've got to fight. We've got to fight. Not only does God want to allow purpose to be fulfilled. And there's prophetic word over this church. There is prophetic word over many of your lives. You've had prophets come through here. You've had evangelists come through here that have spoken words of promise. Some of you know maybe you've had a word personally come forth. Your pastor is speaking the vision that God is giving him for this church. Not only does God want to fulfill the prophetic word collectively in this church, but he also wants to fulfill it individually in your life. Can I tell you, God can never fulfill anything individually unless you first get connected collectively. It's a trick of the enemy to isolate yourself. You will never, you will stop the blood flow in your life if you disconnect. If I cut my arm off, guess what? It's not connected to the head. There's no blood flow. That's why we've got to be connected and we have to fight to be connected. This is why I need the preach word of God in my life. This is why I need Sunday morning. You know why? Because preach to me, preacher. I've got to have the word in my life. Uh, preach to me, pastor. Tell me how it is. I've got to have it in my life. I've got to be rooted and grounded. This is what keeps me. This is what helps me fight the victory. You remember this because there are going to be more as you wake up. The enemy wants to isolate you, but you've got to fight. And guess what? I'm looking at a room of a group of fighters here. You know how I know you're, you fought this morning? Because you're here this morning. And if you're here this morning, the word's coming to you this morning. That shows me that God has drawn you here. That you are fighting and you are willing to say, I'm not quitting. I'm not backing up. I'm not giving up. No matter how hard it is. No matter how tough it is. I'm in this thing to the very end. <laughs> Prophetic word. God wants to fulfill it. First Timothy 1.18 says, this charge I commit to you. Watch what Paul says, son Timothy. According to the prophecies previously made concerning you. That by them you may wage the good warfare. I'm going to read it in the NLT. This is what Paul tells Timothy. Timothy, my son. Here are my instructions for you. Based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier, watch this. May they help you fight well in the Lord's battles. These battles are the Lord's, but there are some battles. Timothy, you've got some prophetic word over your life. Greater faith, there's some prophetic word that's hovering over this church. Some of you have got prophetic word, prophecies on your life, over your family, what God wants to do. But they will not be fulfilled unless you fight the good fight. Because prophecy is God's desired will. 
Just because God desires a will doesn't mean the will is going to happen. The Bible says that God doesn't want anybody to be, to be lost. He wants what? All to be saved. That is the prophetic, that is a prophecy. That is God's desired will for humanity. But when God created us, he gave us free will choice. So just because God has a desired will for your life doesn't mean it's going to happen because at the end of the day, we still have to choose to fight and be obedient to what God tells us to do. Come on, somebody. You've got the word over this church. You've got the word over your life. And it's time for you to wage the good warfare, to fight the good fight, and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see it come to pass. I'm not going to walk away. I'm not going to get offended right before I get the victory, right before I see the breakthrough. Come on, somebody. You've got to keep fighting. You've got to keep pushing. You've got to say, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I've seen people get right there. And an offense comes in. And they stop fighting and they walk away. I know where I'm at this morning in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, you've got to have a made up mind like a soldier. It says, I'm not focused on the world. I'm not focused on going back. I've got a single eye focused on the Lord Jesus Christ people may hurt me may talk about me but I'm going to choose forgiveness I'm going to choose Jesus I'm going to choose to come to the house of the Lord I'm going to choose agreement with my pastor I'm going to choose to love my wife I'm going to choose to take care of my children I'm going to choose to be a man of God I'm going to choose to be a woman come on choose you this day whom you're going to serve we've got to be obedient in the fight Because what happens is we'll get prophetic word and we'll just sit on it. I tell young people that they come back from, they get all excited and it's awesome. And NYC and all, they get so pumped up, fired up. Then I got a word from God and I got to, and I always look at them. I tell, I say, pinch yourself. Pinch yourself. Because you're going to come down from that spiritual high. And what are you going to do when that happens? Are you going to keep working that word by faith? Or are you just going to forget about it and drift away? Because that's God's desired will. But are you willing to fight for it? Are you willing to fight for the prophetic word that's over this church? And I'm telling you, this church is in a divine location. My God, the Lord started to reveal and show it. You are in a tri-state location. That means there's going to be some battles. And I can speak from this because I've seen it firsthand in our local church. Minerva, our church where we sit on, we sit on three counties. You've got Carroll County, Stark County, Columbiana. It is a tri-county church in a tri-county region. And when Pastor Grop came there, the church had went through so many turnovers of pastor after pastor, this pastor leave and this. And, and when Pastor Grop came there, there was four people. They had one final prayer meeting. They were going to board the doors up and say, we're done with this church. We're shutting the work down. Too many people got weary in the fight. 
They gave up. They quit. They walked away. There was a group of four elders that stayed through it all. And are they still there today? Through every, everything that happened, they said, we're not leaving. God wants a church in Minerva. God wants a church in Minerva. They had one final prayer meeting. Bishop Ellis went into the meeting. He tells the story. He goes in there, and the Holy Ghost spoke to him and said, do not. They were going to board it up, sell it, and be done with it. Do not board up, and do not close the work down in Minerva. God began to show him that the work was like a barren womb. <laughs> but, but, but the womb was going to give birth. To not quit, to believe by faith. He said, I'll be there Sunday morning. He kept the doors open to the church. There were still some different things that happened, but they were believing for a church. Can I tell you, and my wife, we've seen the miracles. We've been in Minerva High School. That's one of the first times that Pastor Vinny and I has connected. We've had, we've had rallies in the high school. We've seen, we've seen so many kids receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, get baptized. I mean, services in the Minerva High School, packed out with young people. Pastor Vinny can talk to you about it and tell you what the Lord has done. But can I tell you, we fought for that. Not on our own strength, but by the grace of God. Because when God gives you a word... If it's really a word from God, he will give you the grace, the empowerment, the ability to fight for it. Greater is he that is in you than the devil that is of this world. If he gives you the grace to do it, he will see you through it. You've got to walk and trust and believe that this word is going to come to pass when I take movement by faith. Everybody say by faith. We're in a building project right now. We've outgrown the sanctuary. And can I tell you, the influence of our church is not just in one county. We see people coming from Columbiana County, from Carroll County, from Stark County. What am I saying? What are you saying, preacher? What I'm saying is that church, it was a fight. It was a battle. It was a struggle. But there was influence that was going to go out beyond just one city of Minerva. We have a, ridge, a, a vision of the region. And I feel the prophetic on me now that this church God is wanting impact to take place through the kingdom in his name not just in the state of Ohio but he wants it to spread to Kentucky he wants it to spread to West Virginia I'm telling you you are in a tri-state area for a reason and for a purpose there is going to be some battles there's going to be some fighting but can I tell you it's because the enemy has your attention and he is a afraid of what is about to take place but there's a group of apostolics in here there's a group of elders in here you've got a pastor behind this pulpit pastor Azalini that says we're going to fight for it and this influence of the kingdom is going to go beyond just Ohio it's going to go into Kentucky it's going to go into West Virginia it's going to spread come on greater faith you've got to stand in agreement you've got to stand in alignment you've got to say I believe it and I'll fight for it I'll fight for it I'll fight for it <laughs> lift your hands right now and receive that in the Holy Ghost <laughs> 
Come on, some of you have got family in Kentucky. Some of you have got family in Ohio. Some of you have got family in West Virginia. Come on, you need the influence of the kingdom to take regional authority, to take authority in this whole tri-state area, and it's going to happen in and through us, bound together in the grace and knowledge of God. Faith will work if you work it. You've got to work your faith. Come on, Noah. I'm going to prophesy something to you. Rain is coming. A flood is coming. And you better build an ark and get ready because it's coming. Noah has a choice in that moment. Does he... Obey the word by faith, or was or does he just sit back and say, Well, God's given me a word, it's gonna happen. No, he, he he had to get up every day and he had to work his faith. By faith, Noah prepared an ark for the saving of his household. Preparation is connected to faith. What are you preparing for? The prophetic word. If you really believe it's God, are you going to prepare for it? Are you walking and moving like it's already happened? We've got to fight for the word and believe it by faith. And when you start moving by faith, you will possess the promises of God. It's a principle. It happens. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Listen to that word fight. It means it's agonizomai in the Greek, literally to compete for a prize or to struggle, to labor, striving. There's struggle in it. There's, there's labor in it. There is, there is some fight in it. There's some grit in it. I wish I could just preach to you and just say, you know, it's just being a Christian, just a Got the Holy Ghost, got baptized. Oh, it's all good. Come on. That's a watered-down Christianity. We've got to know who we are and our adversary. He's not concerned with false doctrine. He's concerned with apostolic authority. And we've got to stand up with our shoulders squared back and say, I am a man of God. I am a woman of God. I'm going to use my spiritual weapons. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. I'm going to give God the praise. Give God the glory. It is a fight. It is a struggle. Part of this fighting is endeavoring. Ephesians 4, 1 and 6. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you. You walk worthy of the vocation. The calling where which we are called. With loneliness, meekness, long suffering. Forbearing one another in love. Endeavoring. To keep the unity of the spirit. In the bond of peace. Endeavoring. Fighting. Striving. We've got to fight for unity because a house divided against itself, it will not stand and it will stop the prophetic 
from being released. It will stop promise. I've got to fight for our marriage. I've heard T.F. Penny say people don't fall out of love. They fall out of forgiveness. You know, there are times that she don't want to forgive me. And I don't want to forgive her. But at the end of the day, we realize and recognize that forgiveness is something that binds us together. And it keeps us together. Say, 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 how, how, how? That's the whole basis of what we stand for and what we believe for. The cross is a message of forgiveness. That's got to be our center focus. Why is this important? Because we have to fight for unity. You have to fight for unity with your pastor, with your brother, with your sister. If you cannot love somebody that you can see, how can you love a God that you cannot see? We've got to fight for this thing, church. I refuse to lift up my voice against people who are made in the image of God. Because when I curse people and I curse my pastor and I talk bad, I am not talking bad about him. I'm talking about the one that created them. Bitter and sweet water can't come out of the same faucet. So we think that we're frustrated with our brother when we start talking about him, our sister, our pastor, whatever. But we got to remember, those are children of God created in his image. It's only hurting the body. And we've got to fight for it. I know it's hard. It's frustrating in our flesh. But there are times when we just got to take a time out. Go into that prayer closet and say, God, I need, I need you to help me. I'm going to pray for them that have hurt me. I'm going to pray for them that have tried to spitefully. God bless them. Lord, help me to be a blessing to them. Help me to love them. That's part of fighting, church. You think that was easy? When Jesus knelt down and washed Judas' feet? He washed the feet of his betrayer. Knowing that he was going to betray him before he ever betrayed him. That's, that's, that's tough. Why is he doing it? Because he's about his father's business. And he says, I've got to fight to stay rooted and grounded in love. And when we have that type of fight, and when we have that type of love flowing through us, we will not be shaken. We will not be moved. Why? Because I've got too much love of God in me. You're not going to move me. You can talk about me. You can say things. You're not going to move me. I'm rooted and I'm grounded in the love of God. Got to fight for it. My wife and I had just gone through a trial the last four years. And it has been a struggle and it has been a fight. And I'm not preaching something that I myself have not gone through or walked through. Our first year of marriage, we went through a miscarriage. And it was a, it was a tough, tough battle. And I can remember walking out of that doctor's appointment. And we were just stunned. I'm getting ready to open the door. And I looked at her. The, God put a word in my, in my spirit. He said, 
You can't have a rainbow without a storm. My wife can attest to this. I looked at her. I said, baby, the Lord, I believe the Lord just spoke to me. We can't have a rainbow without a storm. It wasn't even two minutes later. My pastor texted me on the phone. He said, hey, I just want you to know whatever's happening, whatever the, whatever the results are with the, with, the, with the doctor's appointment. He said, I just want you to know this, that you can't have a rainbow without a storm. You can't convince me that God's not real. How does that happen? God, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So even though we just walked through that, guess what? We had a word. We had a promise. We can choose in that moment. What do we do? It had been four years of struggle. Doctor's appointments. No pregnancy. Going through the battles, going through the struggles. But God, you said there's a rainbow coming. Maybe this is the storm. What do we do? Do we quit? Do we get angry at God? Do we get bitter? Do we start talking about, well, pastor's wrong. He should have never have said that. We start talking and murmuring and complaining and saying, what do we do? When life is a fight, in a battle, in a struggle, how do we react? How do we respond in those moments? We had a choice. We said that we're going to move forward in faith. You know what we started to do? We didn't see nothing. Even after three years, say, you know what? We're going to buy a baby crib, and we're going to put it up in the room. Still not seeing nothing. Kayla went and bought, bought a blanket, and she began to take that blanket. And she, it was just a little blanket wrapped up. There was nothing in it. And she began to walk around, and she began to pray, and she began to talk, Lord, just like it was our baby in her hands. Come on, she was working faith. Faith's going to work if, if you work it. Come on. It was a fight. It was a battle. There were many tears. There were days of discouragement. There were moments of doubt. There were moments that it was a tough, it was a struggle. We go to the doctor. The doctor looks at me, gives me a diagnosis. The doctor gives me a diagnosis. I'm stunned. She's so negative. She says, there's no way. It's going to be very tough for you two to have children. She says, and if you do have children, the percentages are going to be up against you by this diagnosis. There was all these things that are coming at us. And we were like, God, but you gave us a word. You gave us a promise. What do you do in those moments? How do you respond in those moments? You keep Living your life by faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. We are people of faith. They said, you've got to, we're going to have to send you to some more specialists. So our very first appointment, we go to the specialist. And they said, we need to get, get some blood work drawn. We're going to draw her blood. They draw her blood, and they say that we, they, we've seen some difficulties with you, and we're going to have to send you to get a biopsy. So we didn't know. We're like, oh, we're getting more news. She took a pregnancy test two weeks prior. The pregnancy test came back negative. We're like, what is going on? All these things, all this journey. It's been four years, almost four years. It had been a battle. It had been a struggle. But, God, you've given us a word. But, God, you've given us a word. And we kept working that word. And we kept trusting God. God, we're going to fight for it by faith. God, we're not going to give up. God, we're not going to quit. On the way to the biopsy, the doctor called and said, are you on your way? I said, yes. She told, she told Kayla. 
to pull over the car on the side of the road. She said, I don't know. She said, this is, this is a miracle. This is, this is a, we don't know what's going on. But she said, your blood work is showing that you are pregnant. Come on, the blood works. He said, We're gonna have, you're going to have to get some more testing because we just, we just want to check to make sure that your levels are rising because, I don't know, this is they didn't even do anything. We didn't get their help, did nothing. The Lord heard our cry. She got another test. And can I tell you, it came back. She is pregnant. We are due February the 4th. Come on, somebody. Faith will work if you work it. There were moments of discouragement. There were moments of trials. But there was a word of promise. And we're not giving up. We're not backing down. We're going to fight and wage the good warfare. I got a baby girl on the way. And you know what I'm going to teach her? Hero Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. That the Lord has helped us. The Lord has helped us. The Lord has heard us. Baby, I'm coming to a close right now. Come on, stay standing and give God the glory. Hallelujah. 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 You've got to work it. You've got to work it. You've got to declare it. You are an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Declare your testimony. Prepare for it by faith, even when you don't see it happening. That's fighting for it. It's fighting for it. He will not fail you, He is faithful. To his word. He is faithful to his promises. And I just felt to charge the church this morning. That you've got to fight the good fight of faith. Got to wage the good warfare. It's going to happen. It's going to take place. If you work your faith. Faith is going to work. We are overcomers. By the blood of the lamb. Depression tried to keep you in bed this morning, but you are an overcomer. Fear tried to overtake you, but you are an overcomer. Discouragement and lies tried to plague your mind, but you are an overcomer. The devil tried to kill you, but you are an overcomer. Some of you need to look back over your life and say, it's the blood that has helped me and the blood that has kept me. You know what I realized? That whole situation, the Lord just dropped it in my spirit. That when they got the blood results back, that's where the answer is. And the Lord dropped it in my spirit and said, hey, your answer is in the blood. Your promise is in the blood. What's the blood? It's the connection of relationship. It's the connection of my brother and my sister. Because I get blood flow when I'm connected. Come on. To my brother. To my sister. To my pastor. And ultimately to the head, which is Christ Jesus. Your answer is in the blood. You need to testify right now that you are an overcomer. That it will come to pass come on whatever words over your life right now i want you to lift your voice and i want you to prophesy that it shall come to pass that you will work your faith you've got to declare it even when you don't feel it 
You've got to praise God even when you don't feel it. You've got to be faithful to the house of God even when you don't feel it. You have to choose and say, I'm not going to open my mouth against my pastor or my brother or my sister even when the devil's lying to you to murmur, gossip, and complain. What is that? That's fight. That's fight. That's fight that we've got to have. 1 Corinthians 9.24, look what Paul says. He says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run? But one receives the prize. Watch this. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus with uncertainty. Watch this. Thus, I fight. The scripture talks a lot about this. Not as one who beats the air, but I've disciplined my body and I bring it into subjection. At least when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. I want to read it to you in the NLT and we're going to open this up and the Holy Ghost is going to fall. The grace of God is going to be poured out and it's going to be given to whosoever will for you to walk and fight towards the promise and the victory that God has given you in your life and in this church. Do you believe that? Come on, do you believe that? <laughs> the New Living Translation says, do you realize that in a race everybody runs? Because we're all running. But only one gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete. Training it to do what I should. Otherwise, I fear. That after preaching to others, I myself may be disqualified. I knew this was in the Holy Ghost when I talked to Brother Jerry right before church. He told me a story about Muhammad Ali. And I already had that story in my notes that I was going to tell. Not the exact one, but it's a story about Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was one of the greatest boxers, they said. He said something. He said, I hated every minute of training. He said, but I told myself, if I suffer now, I will live the rest of my life as a champion. Muhammad Ali got to the end of his life, and he said he had a whole garage full of trophies and crowns and everything else. And they were just sitting there with dust and mold on them. He didn't care much about them. Because he realized he had put so much work and so much effort into things and he had suffered for things here in this life that are going to perish. But Paul likened our walk with God to that type of training of an athlete. That it's going to be a fight and a struggle sometimes. It's going to be difficult at times. You'll have your moments. But choose to say, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. You know why? Because I'm doing this for something eternal. The eternal weight of glory. That, that the things that I go through in this present time, they're not even worthy to be compared 
of what God has prepared for them that love him to them that are called. Oh, come on, if athletes can do that for a gold trophy that is going to perish, then we as the church have to have some fight that says I'm willing to go through anything that the Lord puts me through in order to obtain the promises by faith. Come on, by faith this morning. I want you to respond right now. I want you to come to this altar right now. That's it. Don't be afraid to step out. God's going to give you a renewed strength here this morning. God's going to give you renewed fight here this morning. Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater Faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible.